comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Mr. Stark. Yeah? Agent Coulson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy from the uh, Strategic Homeland the... Intervention right, Enforcement yeah. Logistics Division. Can I get, can get a new name for that? Yeah, I hear that a lot. That's being handled. That's what we do. Just call us shoot. All right, welcome everyone to this special edition of the uh, Marvel's, what is this called? Shield TV podcast. My name is Ken Morgan, and I am joined today by Mr. Russell Lathan, who has been on assignment. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm, I'm back from my assignment. So mission complete. Mission complete. That's right. So we sent him into uh, the Hydra's Den um, to the uh, thralls of Comic Palooza. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. What, what is Comic Palooza? It's, and it's funny because they're actually trying to rebrand it as the Texas International Comic Con. Um, okay. And it's just trying to try to brand to you know take that take that cash away cash away from uh, San Diego or New York. Yeah, and and the con itself has really grown over the past several years. I mean, I've I've been going since the very beginning. It started like in the lobby of the Alamo Draft House in Houston at at a, at the mall. I used to hang out. I was a mall rat at that mall when I was a kid, and uh, it's it's and then it expanded to the mall itself, and then they really. It got a really nice expansion deal and worked with the George R. Brown Convention Center, which is a huge convention center in Houston. The first few years, it was really the, the convention center was really too big for what they were trying to do. But but the point was to try and get a premium showcase place, get a con, and start getting some momentum going. Because that, especially at that time, Texas really didn't have a whole lot. I mean, the the Wizard World Show uh, had, had used to be in Dallas every year, and it stopped, and it was kind of before it came to Austin. Uh, restarted in Austin that this thing took off um, so we really didn't have much of anything and it's it's really it's it's several years now I think this this was the fourth year I think it was in the George R. Brown um, and and really and truly every year it, it improves and they do a pretty good job of getting celebrity guests and stuff but they don't really put together like big celebrity you know guest panels or they haven't in the past uh, like they do, it's it, even even the wizard cons aren't really huge on that. But but I guess like a New York or San Diego or some of the some of the larger cons. Um, so this is the first year they've really uh, done something of this scale. I think you know they've had um, other celebrities do a panel that have been pr- pretty big, but this is the first time they've done you know where it's it's a big show like this or or a big movie and pulled you know cast together and and done an actual formal panel in a very large you know ballroom to to go over it so it was uh it was a lot of fun to to see it's been a lot of fun to see this con really grow and mature cool and you're talking about panels so and that that was in fact your assignment and what does all to do with agents of shield you were at the agents of shield panel at conk palooza yes and it was one of the i i really want to tip my cap to the comic palooza folks because one of the things they did and i have not seen this at any other con uh, that I've been to, including New York or San Diego, um, unless you're big press, you know, like you're a major news outlet or major media outlet, you know, you get preferential treatment for stuff. But, you know, typically 
media outlets aren't given any kind of special access. And we didn't really get special access, per se. Um, unfortunately, the cast, and, the cast of the show weren't available for interviews uh, during the con at all. Um, they, you know, they were doing, you know, the typical sign and meet and greet and photo opportunities and stuff like that. But I think the panel was meant to be that, you know, that big thing. As I was standing in line outside the con and we had our, our, our press badges and one of the guys, one of the volunteers was working by and he said, oh, are you press? And I said, yeah. And he's like, oh, come with me because we're in this huge line, you know, it, and to get in to get into the, the auditorium. You're, you're in the general line or you were a th- you were in the press line. No, I was in the general line because they really, oh, okay. you know, have a press line. You know, and it's typical at a con, yeah. even though you're basically press means you get in without paying, <laughs> um, right? But you, but you don't have any special access other than what the ordinary guy has. You just got to pass to the show. Yeah, and I mean, even like in New York, they'll give you access if there's big, you know, media events. You can, you can, you know, get yeah. in line like everybody, all the other I mean, media outlets. Yeah, and- when we were there for uh, Legion of Dudes years ago, I think we had a room with like. Not even these tables, these like you know, like uh, cocktail tables that you can stand at and get your Wi-Fi to do your stuff. That's all we had special, really. Yeah. And you know, sometimes they'll set up interviews for you. It's mainly comic folks that tend to be more open to that stuff. So it was really cool. So they they pulled us out of line. We went into the auditorium, and they had a special section that was set up for press. Um, and it wasn't very close to the front, but it was in a spot where we could set up. You know cameras and things like that. So I had my uh, my DSLR that that I was able to take video from, and I had the audio recorder, the Zoom, so I could capture the audio on it. And um, it was really nice to just kind of set up and not have to worry about you know being crammed in uh, with everyone else. That's and it, cool. Yeah, and it was a really full panel. Um, but it was it, you know it just like I said, it was really nice of them to actually in a panel room have an area for press set up, let you come in early, get set up. Before the panel starts, without having to scramble or having to you know camp out uh, all day, which um, at Comic Palooza they actually clear out all of the rooms before they um, they start each panel, so you can't oh, just so, yeah you can't hang out for the next one. Yeah, it's not like a Hall H thing where you get there at you know eight a.m. and you're just there until there you know day. the con's over. Yeah, so it was really nice to be able to just kind of get in and, and like I said, get set up, and so so I was able to capture audio and video of the of the con uh, as you as you hear this you should be able to if you want to see the actual video um go to the YouTube channel that we have youtube.com/hhwled podcast network and check it out there if you want to see the the actual live video uh the audio I kind of had to play around with a little bit and kind of adjust the levels and things like that cuz you're just kind of at the mercy of picking up whatever comes across the speakers right so let's uh be let's Real quick, um, I want to get to the uh, recording because that's really why people uh, tune into this particular episode. They want to hear this. Set it up. Who was there? You said the cast, but who was there? And uh, generally, what can we expect to hear? So it it started late. So the the panel's really brief. It's about 35 minutes total in audio, which is kind of cool because it doesn't drag on. Um, And it was uh, Glenn Morshauer. It was J. August Richards, Brett Dalton, Elizabeth Henstridge, uh, Ming-Na Wen, and um, and Phil Coulson himself, Clark Gregg. Um, oh, he was there because yes. I think his movie had a lot of action going on that same weekend. So he was able to be there for that, though. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, and let and, me tell I you, Trustmere was having its premiere that near in around the same time. I thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, and d- somebody asked a question that actually spoils uh, something in Trust Me the movie. So uh, <laughs> if you're a little concerned about that, you you know you may just kind of kind of keep an eye out for it. But I-, I will say that Clark Gregg is a 
he is the master of the room. I mean, he, you know, we saw him at the Avengers panel in uh, New York Comic Con in 2011, and and he's you know pretty genuine and a, and a real guy, but he knows how to work a room. And um, you know, the one thing you'll take away from listening or watching this panel. Uh, video or audio is that he he really is a professional and he really knows how to to work a room and interact with the fans he's uh he's just a joy to uh you know to kind of uh listen to all right well i am looking forward to uh to listen to it i look forward to seeing the video as well yeah um, a couple guests for, pop yeah. up uh yeah they had two guests i won't spoil it oh okay um, but there are two guests that crashed the panel and it was really funny because everybody kind of went wild so um, okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, if you have nothing else to set it up, I will uh, let you lead us into it. Here we go. Start with, without you. Welcome to Comic Palooza. This is the year that they brought the heat, isn't it? I know. It's the biggest one that I think we've had yet. And we've got quite a show. Doug, this is Doug Falk from The Buzz. Hello, everybody. I work for the Rob Ryan Show, 945 Buzz, Monday through Friday. This is Jay from Sunny with Jay and Dana. Hey, guys. Thank you guys for coming out. I know this was a uh, very important panel. we got a lot of level, level 7 access in front of us here. Very excited. Who's excited? They're standing right there. They're standing right here. Now, folks, I asked this earlier. How many of you brought cameras? You can't take flash photography. No flash photography, so turn off your flash, please. How many of you brought cell phones? Every single one of us. Gotta turn off the ringer. No ringers. We don't want to hear your ringtone. Hold on. I'm good. I'm good. Now, there are going to be spoilers. We've all seen the show, right? Okay, so don't go blaming us on any internet forum for, oh, I can't believe they talked about it. I'm ready, Doug. Is there anything else we need to cover? Are we good? Are we good? All right, let's bring these guys out here. Uh, Jay, you have the first. You know him from over 200 films and TV shows, actor Glenn Morshower, come on! From 24, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., look at this guy. Give it up. Now this guy 
Mike Peterson, or we better know him as Deadlock. One thing I learned about this next guest is she never smiles in the show. Why is that? We're going to ask her, Agent Melinda May, meet Na Wen. There he is. Strike a pose. Someone searching the room for people to answer questions. So raise your hand if you want to ask a question, and someone's going to come by and select you out of the crowd. His name is Paolo. Paolo. He's walking around somewhere. We're going to do this. I got a question, though. My first question is for you, Mingna. I don't think I've. Uh, I don't think I've seen you kick so much butt since you played Chun Li in Street Fighter. What took so long? Um, well, actually, uh, seriously, after doing an action movie, um, I realized it was a lot of work. <laughs> and, and, and told my agents that I didn't want to do any more action movies. So it's kind of ironic that so many years later, I'm playing Agent May. Yeah. <laughs> because now I love it! All right, how about you, Brett? Uh, when we announced your name, I'm sure you heard all the boos. Yeah, Hail Hydra right there, that's your biggest fan. We gotta ask you, man, how, how long had you been filming this show before you found out, hey, I, uh, I'm gonna have a twist. Hail Hydra! Thank you, Who said Hydra that? loves you. Who said that? Hydra loves you back. <laughs> um, they, they told me uh, one episode before. Oh, so you didn't get that much notice. Were you excited about it? What, were you excited about the twist and the turn? Yeah, I was because they, they started giving me these scenes where I could really sink my teeth into it. And I got to work with Bill Paxton. Did he not do a perfect job? I mean, he was living it up. So, I mean, if that guy could enjoy being a bad guy that much, I figured uh, I could too. Uh, I do have one question for all you guys. Uh, I don't know if you guys have covered it yet, but uh, where's Fitz? That's what we want to know. That's what we want to know. Nothing? No, but I knew that was going to happen. Where's I knew that was going to happen. He could be in Tahiti. <laughs> Very nice. 
sorry that the question is out on you guys, okay? Because I know as a con, art, con person, not a con artist, as a con person, uh, the fans are the ones that like to ask the questions. So, Jay, they've got a question right there. She's ready to go. She, she's too short for the mic. Give us your name. Yeah, give us your name. Abby Weatherman. Hi, Abby. Thanks for coming down. What's your favorite character in the movie? The show. The What's show? your favorite character in the show? I'm sure all of you will say every one of you, right? <laughs> or Deathlock. All right, we got another question? <laughs> yeah, what would you like, like each of your characters to do in season two? <laughs> I'll go first, since that's easy for me. I would just like my character to hug his son at some point. <laughs> I got two. I would like... Um, I would like to see Agent Coulson, or I should say, Director Coulson. Yeah. At some point, do something that makes people who ship Felinda feel good. And then, if that's not being greedy, I would also... Yeah. 
you're taking by not giving me another cameo. <laughs> so I would like you to see to it. In fact, forget the cameo. I would like to be a supporting player. Yeah. Uh, he, he is an 
zoned into me. Let's get another question from the audience. After, after the events of Captain America 2, I think the show got a lot more interesting with Hydra being inside S.H.I.E.L.D. And my question for you, Brett, uh, I was wondering, when you turned out to be working for Hydra, I thought that was really interesting. And I love how you didn't come back to being a good guy at the end of the season. Do you think that you're gonna end up becoming a good guy in season two, or could we be able to keep you as a recurring villain? Because I kind of like you with that. <laughs> he makes evil very sexy, then. <laughs> the fan girls have spoken. <laughs> it's worked out okay for Loki. <laughs> that bastard. <laughs> Checklist of all the cool things that we want to see in it, but uh, you know, they told me that I was going to be evil, uh, you know, the episode before practically. So I mean, I, I really don't know. Um, but uh, have you guys, you guys like me as a bad guy? Just give me another chance to kick his ass. Chippendales. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Mark! 
Um, I truly, really love the show how it went from the beginning all the way how the expendable finale was. Um, I have a question for Ms. May, HMA. What's your favorite, what's your, out of all the episodes, what was the most favorite episode did you like?
he's been in a situation that he's never been in before, and uh, I'm not sure if he knows what what feelings are real uh, and what's false. Uh, he's been on this bus for however many months and uh, starts to have some feelings in his heart place. Um, <laughs> and uh, he hasn't had those before. So um, so the whole thing is, is, is pretty interesting. I don't know if uh, Ward even knows what is uh, what he's feeling at this moment. Very uh, complicated fellow. So um, anyway, yeah. And in answer to your question about me being on top or not, uh, just go back to that. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get the writers to change that. They just uh, they, you fought hard to get them to change that. The truth is always hard. <laughs> oh, basis and then we get the script and we go, oh my goodness. did have his best interest in heart. Right, and, and I really love the dynamics of just, you know, these two characters not being able to have that real conversation and yet they almost can read each other's minds and yet they can't go there yet. So, so maybe in season five, stay with us. <laughs> Unfortunately, we gotta say goodbye to Clark Gregg because he's gotta go, no, no. Question? 
First of all, Director Posen, thank you for saving somebody's life that I may be cosplaying as today. Yeah. <laughs> so I call a decoy, and I'll fill in for for free. Uh, here's the question. The word spoilers were mentioned. Age of Ultron is coming. Are you all involved in how, if you can go into it? I'm sorry, she said again, the words what were mentioned? Spoiler. Oh, yeah. Age of Ultron is coming. It is. Are you all involved? And if so, can you? Well, I feel like this is a good place to announce that I have no idea. <laughs> Sorry, that was me. Okay. I'm not kidding. This isn't, I'm not kidding when I say I don't think so. Uh, I have no reason to believe that. Um, the way it works with Marvel is if, if some big thing like that is going to happen, I'll get a weird text from like not enough numbers in the middle of the night. And suddenly I'll be on a plane to Ultron. But I don't think so. Were y'all aware of what was going to happen in The Winter Soldier, and, like, as the season was going on? Or was it just script one, Winter Soldier comes out, and, you know, you kind of had maybe a couple of weeks notice, if that, yeah. and then that was it? We got, an early, we got an early screening of it. Okay. And then we're locked to secrecy, so we could only geek out to each other about it. And, uh... <laughs> then you kind of knew what to expect after that with the next script. We heard whispers all year. And then we had the screening and we walked out going, we're agents, what we're agents of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think that's what we were all asking after we saw the movie and we had that two days before the, the show. We were like, how is it all going to tie in together? So that was, that, was a, that was the writers, number one, in the movie. But that was also you guys being able to play that out and, and really doing that really well. So the reality, we didn't that. see that early uh, cut of... Winter Soldier until what a week before we got that script that came after the movie. So we didn't have that much notice as to what was going to happen. Did that kind of play into the, how y'all did the role? Because I mean, obviously that shock still is there. Y'all didn't have months to prepare yeah, we didn't for have that. To act. Yeah. yeah, we just <laughs> <laughs> we had a, we had a table read as we do every week. We like to read the script together, get as many of the the guests there, and kind of let us feel the whole story. And at this particular table read. First, they pulled us all into a trailer, and we were like, uh-oh. <laughs> How can they cancel us in the middle of the season? <laughs> and instead, it was this kind of shocking moment where they handed us special red pages. I'm telling you, it's just like S.H.I.E.L.D. And in those, we all read the pages, and everyone's jaw dropped, and we realized that one of our you know, core team uh, was Hydra. <laughs> so used to not giving spoilers, even if was, it's like something Was else. he getting dirty mugs throughout the table read, like when it started to happen? No, but Ian was sobbing. No. <laughs> so yeah, life imitates art. <laughs> Next question. What's going on, guys? Uh, resident Black Punisher here. Um, Ming, you're very distracting and I love it, for one. Uh, Agent Colson. Obviously, you guys are hurting for some help, and I was thinking that you could use Black Punisher in Agents of Chill. So uh, I was thinking we could figure that out. Now, as Director Colson, I'm tempted to say done. But there you go. Because I still am not on the writing staff of the show, I will pitch it to them because it's a great idea. <laughs> Next one. Because it, oh, spoiler alert! If you have to see, trust me, close your ears. 
Um, because you die. <laughs> and it's a fantastic movie, by the way. But you wrote that part, so, and you're interested in jujitsu, so I'm just figuring, like, you have, like, a secret death wish for me? Uh, thank you for that brilliant question. Um, <laughs> you're very welcome. She's talking about a small movie that I made. I, I can't help myself. I have to. Which, if you have Netflix, you can watch there, or it will open. iTunes. Yet. But it's on know, demand. I know that because I ordered it. Yeah, it's on VOD and iTunes. It's called Trust Me. It's got an amazing cast. Sam Rockwell, Justin Hammer, um, Bill Macy, uh, Amanda Peet, Felicity Huffman, Molly Shannon, Nisi Nash. Great cast. It's a little tiny indie that I made right after they killed me off before they called and told me I was still alive. So um, there are some things that you will recognize as similarities. There's a little bit of a kind of sci-fi fantasy element for those of you who are into that. I don't know. And um, so thank you so much for saying that. Thanks for checking it out. And uh, thank you for checking it out. Uh, hold on. Can I just do a quick fan poll of everyone in the room? Because I'm, I'm over here with a big scowl on my face. Just a big scowl. Who's the worst villain at the table here? Deathlock? Ward? Ward? Just checking, I'm sorry, continue. My character is not a villain for the rest of the No, he redeemed himself. I know, I know, I know, I know. He never was a villain, I never thought he was a villain, so. You said the wrong things, man. You're about to get called oh, up. Oh, man. I know. I'm all confused. He's going to wake up with a beat up by a warp. He's going to get beat up by a warp, and Deathlock's going to shoot him. What's the next question? Next. Romance going. No, it never happened. Warp Marvel does, but maybe they do a one shot. Okay. 